Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Good day. <laughs> this isn't those are horror, though. This isn't those are horror. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, welcome to another episode of Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast for backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema, updated Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find podcasts, you can find book club essays, you can find movie reviews, and more. Over at backdashrow.com. You can also find Back Row at Back Row Cineblog on Twitter, Facebook, on Instagram, and more. My name is Dan Gorman, and I am here as always with my partner in podcasting crime, Carlo. Hey, don't wreck our show, you hoser. <laughs> don't wreck our show. You um, just have too many strange brew clips, so I know. Even if it's not hoser horror, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. I love it. I love it. It's not a hoser horror, even though I'm using hoser horror clips. So today we're doing another episode of Franchise Frenzy, where Carlo and I talk about movie franchises, and we watch every movie in a franchise and talk about all those movies in chronological order. Today, we're doing part one of a two-parter. Oh, shit. Are we going to do more? I think we gotta. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think we can't go halfway. Uh, we can put hoping, it off. I was hoping we could go, go halfway with this. No, we can put it off like for a few months and then circle back. But I think we have to at this point. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> Damn it. We're this, we're this deep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Be- because we'll you know, there's there's apprehension because the the series of movies that we're watching mm-hmm. are the Children of the Corn films. Um, these are adapted from a Stephen King short story. You know, the short story that birthed like twelve movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that got out of hand. I mean, <laughs> one short story, and there's a, I think there's ten movies, but they're working on a new one. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's the director of the new one is somebody notable. Um, uh, yeah, I saw it was Kurt Wimmer. That's the person who did Ultraviolet and Equilibrium. Equilibrium, yeah, I've seen that. Long time ago, but I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. 2021 is when that's supposed to come out. Supposed to, yeah, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows if it's even being created. <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually following Children of the Corn news, so... <laughs> no, you don't get the newsletter? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not uh, following Kurt Wimmer on Twitter or anything. The Weekly Corn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> corn? You've got corn mail. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, why was this a franchise then? Uh, <laughs> there's, there's 10 of these, but I, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Like, I know the first one was a mm-hmm. success, made like $14 million in the box office on yeah. a budget of not a lot. Not it, a lot. It, it wasn't, yeah. I mean, if you look at these movies, they're like pretty basic, feel like they're easy to make enough. Yeah. I was actually surprised at how low budget the, the original movie mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. on Wikipedia, it said $800,000 and then, yeah, it made like 15 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good returns. Uh, yeah. So, second one as well. It's like the same budget, but it did only make like half the box office of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, I guess that wasn't enough to keep doing them theatrically but well and it's also you know an example of a movie that came out and was pretty successful but you know the sequel took a long time to come out oh yeah that's true like the first one's like 84 and then it's 92 yeah damn that's a long time yeah it's like they waited quite a while to decide Mm. to go back to it i think what happened was like the dimension got the rights or something eventually oh yeah dimension started uh doing those yeah uh i think they started with the second one i think i know dimension started in uh with like hellraiser 3 that was their first movie i think what they did was they they put it out in theaters dimension in 93 I'm not sure if they were involved with the production of it. I think it was just a dist- distribution thing. Oh, 
okay. Yeah. Yeah. But be. then I think yeah. in the third one, they, they started to get involved with like, okay, these are our movies and yeah. we're, we're making them and sending them direct to video. Yeah. I feel like this is just another franchise where it's cheap enough to keep pumping them out. Like they're not too high concept. You just need some kids and some corn and, <laughs> and, uh, it's a movie. So cheap enough. So they're like, yeah, might as well, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You need I guess some kids, made... some corn, some of the, and you're there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's that thing. Yeah. Stephen King's name on anything. Yeah. yeah. In the 80s was hot shit, no matter how good or bad it was. I feel like it still is even now. Uh, probably less uh, than back then, but still. I mean, there's still like Stephen King movies being made and like yeah. Dr. Sleep just came out and that's based on a book of his as well. So When we started talking about doing Children of the Corn, I decided to like figure out, okay, what what adaptations have I seen and not seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I got a list of like the the... the six or seven or eight or whatever it was of of them that i haven't seen oh okay um, yeah. but yeah there's so many <laughs> there's a lot yeah it's yeah. a huge list like i checked on letterboxd as well like stephen king written movies that i had seen and i filtered it on movies that i had liked and it's quite a bunch actually that i like uh yeah what's some of your favorite like stephen king adaptations well obviously um misery mm -hmm, for sure yeah and Carrie and and uh, The Shining. But if I had to talk about like, oh, what are some that I think yeah. are like pretty, pretty great that don't get talked about a ton. I once we started oh, talking yeah, about yeah. doing this, I did watch um, Needful Things. And that movie's that movie's really long, but I actually had a lot of fun with it. It oh, was okay. pretty good. I, I might have to rewatch that one. Like I'd seen it as a kid, but I do not remember it. I didn't mind it. Yeah, it's not like amazing, um, but I was just surprised for a movie that nobody ever talks about. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Who, who directed that one? Was that like a theatrical thing? Yeah. Or? Yeah, it was theatrical. Yeah, was it? Oh. Totally. Um, let me see here who it feels directed almost like it. a TV movie kind of thing. Like I saw it on TV the first time. Maybe that's why I think that. Yeah. Was. Fraser C. Heston. Oh, yes, of course. Of course, of course. Um, <laughs> made City Slickers. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, a movie. Yeah. City Slickers. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen that uh, as a kid. I also think um, Dolores Claiborne's really good, too. It doesn't get talked about a lot. Oh, I've never seen that either. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Yeah, um, I have a couple of gaps in my Stephen King thing. Like, I, I can get down with some of the stuff he does. And, well, I mean, the only movies he actually directed, like, there's only... Maximum Overdrive, is there? Yeah, um, I think that's it. And he wrote yeah, okay. Sleepwalkers was like his first script for the screen. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually quite like Sleepwalkers. It's I, I think that's just a nutty movie. I uh, gotta whether, try it Whether again. it's good or bad, I just I just think it's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, Firestarter is another one I think is like really underrated. Uh, yeah. Mark L. Lester movie. The ending of that movie is pretty gnarly. Yeah. Mm hmm. And also it has like. George C. Scott with a ponytail. <laughs> so that's like bonus points for me as well. Uh, uh, Return to Sam Salem's Lot, I like a lot oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Technically, I guess not a Stephen King movie, though, right? Well, it's based on... It's like, I well, because it's a sequel to a movie based on his thing, but the yeah. sequel has nothing to do... Like, you know what I mean? So then the Children of the Corn sequels also don't? Count? I agree. They don't, really. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. We're doing that then. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Cat's Eye. I really like Cat's yeah. Eye a whole lot. Uh, that's like one of my favorite anthologies. And I guess The Running Man is yeah. based on the Stephen King story, like under a different name, but it's 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 him. So Yeah, that's like um, Lawnmower Man. Kind of a left field thing, yeah. Where, where like the Running Man and Lawnmower Man are two examples of movies where, yeah. like, it doesn't even say like Stephen King's Running Man or Stephen King's Lawnmower Man because because they were so different from what they yeah, were trying yeah, to yeah, adapt sure, yeah. that he was like, "Don't put my name on this." <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he had made them take the name off of Lawnmower Man at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that rings true. Yeah. Well, let's let's dive right into Children of the Corn. From 1984. They are the children of the corn. They must obey he who walks among the rows. And they live in a world where adults are not allowed to live. Children of the corn. A new kind of nightmare. 
an adult nightmare. Stephen King's Children of the Corn, rated R. Coming Friday, check local newspapers for theaters and showtimes. This is directed by Fritz Kirsch of Tough Turf and Gore and The Stranger. Um, and this came out in March of 84, and the synopsis is a young couple trapped in a remote town where a dangerous religious cult of children believes that everyone over the age of 18 must be killed, and it stars Linda Hamilton and Peter Horton, filmed in Iowa, USA. So the screenplay for this movie was originally written by Stephen King, and apparently from what I read, the, the like first like like chunk of the of the screenplay, I think I can't remember the number of pages, but they were like the first eighty pages of this thing was you know like them in the car, and apparently it also had a lot more background around the kids and the cult and and all of that and so they got a hold of the screenplay and were like uh no we're gonna have somebody rewrite it and so george goldsmith rewrote it to be like a bit more um conventional like yeah it's like you know they stumble upon the city and then you know violence and all that stuff like it was a little bit more like i think i think stephen king was just trying to take his book and and put it on the screen so it had like yeah yeah, but that didn't happen though <laughs> tons yeah. of them just driving around talking or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> sort of like what happened with the shining which he hates uh I'm not, I'm not talking about the TV movie, The Shining, of course, which I, I which think... Which he loves. Which he probably loves, yeah. But yeah, with Children of the Corn, same thing. Like, there's a remake in 2009. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so... I've seen that. Ab- oh, have you? Oh, okay. Yeah. It sucks. Oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so, okay, weird thing. I was watching my Blu-ray of Children of the Corn 3. Yeah. Um, which 88 films put out. Uh, it's a UK release. And there's an extra on that that's like an interview with the director of the Children of the Corn reboot. I don't know why this is on a Blu-ray for Children of the Corn 3. <laughs> like, I was hoping for some insight into that movie, but no, yeah. there's just some guy talking about, well, the director and the writer talking about the reboot and saying how, like, they really love this screenplay because it's much more true to the original story. Uh there's no, like, in the original Trill of the Corn, there's, like, these two goody two-shoes kits that you're supposed to feel for. Apparently, that also is not in the original Stephen King story. I... I believe it, but I also would have to say now, having seen Children of the Corn, the original adaptation in 84, yeah. it felt a lot similar. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, uh, like a lot of what I remember from the remake was like, they hit the kid and like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had you never seen... Which Children of the Corn movies had you seen before we start this? Children of the Corn 3 and Children of the Corn remake. Oh, Jesus. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I had seen the original. I feel like I rented the original too as a kid, hmm. but I could not remember shit from them. Like, I do remember for some reason liking them as a kid, probably because they're like pretty mild horror. They're not too shocking for a child. <laughs> the first two I definitely seen as a child, but none of the newer ones. Definitely not the reboot. Well, the reboot sucks. <laughs> okay. Good to know. And yeah. <laughs> Looking forward uh, to it. Yeah. So you mentioned that there's two goody two shoe kids in this. Mm-hmm. I I will say the opening of the of the movie, which is one of of that's good. Yeah, one of the kids is in diner, like a malt shop with his dad. Yeah, and all these kids come in and they and they lock the door and they murder mm-hmm. everybody. And that and that kid that kid is one of those goody two shoe kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Joby. so he Joby. survives <laughs> the murder because he's not. You know, because he's a kid. Because he's a kid, and then he's one of these two kids who lost their parents, and everyone in the in the town has been murdered. I thought that opening murder scene was actually effective. Yeah, yeah, and kind of off putting. Yeah, in a good way. Like, yeah. So yeah, most of these movies start pretty good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say that, Uh, and they end fairly good as well. Mm -hmm. It's just like the stuff in between is a little. Yeah. I don't know. How do you say? Boring? Yeah. Well, this movie (laughs) in particular, in my letterbox review, I said, like, this feels exactly like somebody took a short story and was like, what what are we going to fill in here? (laughs) What what are we going to do? Anyone got any ideas? Uh, I don't know. Walk around? People... People in the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have a, I don't know if that, you know, um, gas station guy is in the book or not, but like, we'll cut back to him, you know, him and the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened to him? People need follow up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so there's a weird thing in like sleepwalkers. There's a point where someone gets impaled by uh, corn. Mm-hmm. 
which I think also happens in the original. So I'm like, what's Stephen King's deal with Corrin? Why, why Corrin? Was like, I'm like, you know what's scarier than Corrin? Everything. <laughs> literally, literally everything is scarier than Corrin. And you know what else? Children? Not scary. No, not really. Like, annoying, maybe, <laughs> but definitely not Especially scary. Especially these and children. The, yeah, and these movies, like, they rely on kid actors and children mm. to be, like, I don't know, a little menacing. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know about this. Uh, maybe go back to the drawing board yep. with your children, scary children, scary corn movies. Or <laughs> I think you need to have some more explanation because I do think that this yeah. movie suffers from that. You, you, we yeah. start with the town already being like that and we get it. And yeah, I yeah. think that's why that first scene works is because we're getting a glimpse of like the uprising. That's the mm -hmm. interesting thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's make true. a movie that takes place around entirely the uprising. If you're going to not adapt the movie. There is a movie like that in the ones we watched. Yeah, yeah. And it works. Like, if you're not going to adapt the story well, then, or, or accurately, then, you know, maybe just the backstory is what I want to see. Have all these kids rounding up parents and murdering people or something. Then Yeah, yeah, you might exactly. Then then you would care a bit more. It's, it's, it's really hard to care about anyone in this movie, really. Like, uh, I guess that's, that's like the major downfall of it, really. Yeah, I uh, mean... I will say this movie establishes a baseline for the franchise that outside of one that we'll talk about today, we don't really like I, I think all these movies are like like baseline. OK, but not great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. like I didn't hate watching Children of the Corn 84, but I was also like in between the things that are interesting and entertaining. I was looking at my watch like, OK. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It just it just kind of makes me laugh. Like Stephen King's whole making banal everyday yeah. shit scary. Like, ooh, corn. What <laughs> if corn was evil? But like, ooh, cars. Like, well, well, I guess cars are kind of death trapped. Yeah. So, but not in the way he tried to make him scary. <laughs> That's like a cartoon. So that wasn't yeah. very scary. And and like maximum overdrive. And maybe Children of the Corn, the book. You know, I think first and foremost, a lot of these concepts work maybe better on the page. And then for sure, second, I think some of his best stuff always has humor to it. You know, like misery is amazing because there's there's a really dark humor to it. Which these kind of lack. Yeah, totally. Like this movie is pretty. It's pretty dry and dry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I like that, like making everyday shit scary thing if it's pulled off well and with a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. But also, like when it's not pulled off, if it's missing like impact, I don't know. It feels like you're grasping at straws. Like, ooh, yeah. I don't know. Ooh, there's a pen on the floor. Scary shit. <laughs> Some of the stuff with the he who walks behind the rose, looking like a tremor floating through the ground that was kind of yeah. kind of fun yeah yeah that's kind of fun but they i don't know they just needed to explore that a bit yeah. more uh which eventually happens in one of these yeah <laughs> which they, is great uh yeah they so. they um they in this movie at the end of the movie they kind of turn it into like an optical effect they do this weird yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. psychedelic like effect yeah yeah which didn't maybe date well but was kind of interesting <laughs> to look at yeah i mean i always like when they use like effects that are instantly outdated mm -hmm. yeah like it looked <laughs> so, interesting yeah 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 and the second one as well uh, we'll get to it but there's like sort of a similar effect mm -hmm. where it's almost like is this like predator vision yeah. happening in this movie yeah uh, but then they never really show you what's behind that yeah like who whose first person view is this totally and in the first one as well when it, it's it's all pretty vague and undefined which i'm like okay there's like no visuals in the book i don't know how stephen king exactly described yeah he who walks behind the rose which also i couldn't stop thinking about cornrows yeah when, when when someone said that but yeah it's, it's just like very intangible which yeah. makes it again hard to be scared of yeah and and hard to adapt into a movie i guess yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure it's uh it's it's kind of an abstract concept and also like why are these kids doing this i felt like the motivation was a little lacking but yeah even, even what we'll get to again later even when the motivation is lacking i think i just wanted more of more of an understanding of like them being rallied up yeah yeah, yeah exactly like uh yeah just should have put in the work and then, you know, see why they're evil or why they're doing this first and then make us care first. What did you, th what did you think of the actor playing Isaac in this one, the, the main evil 
child. In in this one, I thought like fine, mm-hmm. like not not the worst, mm-hmm. not great. <laughs> no, not great. It's I feel like he was almost cast because he's an adult. Yeah, with a growth hormone deficit. So yeah. He was like uh, the actor called John Franklin, not a little person. He's just like, you know, he had a deficit, so he's only like 150 centimeters or like barely five feet for y'all not on the metric system. Yeah. Um, I thought he was better than some of the others in the series. I felt hmm. like by having the, you know, someone who looks really young, they, they were able to get a little bit more performance wise out of him than they maybe yeah. would have been able to from just any old kid. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I was like, okay, like, yeah, fine. Not scary, yeah. but <laughs> no, not scary. Definitely not scary. Yeah. But like, I mean, you could tell right away that this wasn't a child, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just like something to his face. Like mm-hmm. he's seen stuff, you know, yeah. that the child hasn't seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Franklin comes back in the series later. Oh, yeah. And he I did wrote, hear about he wrote that. one of them, co-wrote one of them. Oh, no. Yeah. So we'll get <laughs> we, to that. The one you've seen or? No, no, no. I think it's oh, like okay. the sixth so even, one or something. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I looked him up a little bit, like uh, seeing if he was in any other movies. And apparently he was Cousin It and the Adam Family Yeah, movies. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> no way to tell, but... I, I, he sort of mentioned that. I, I don't remember. Let's see. It's probably like a quote that was pulled uh, when he quit acting. He was like, well, if your only claim to fame or like main claim to fame is Cousin It, it's probably a good idea to start looking at other stuff. So he started <laughs> teaching acting mm. after that uh, when he had this like epiphany. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, apparently he also played Chucky. In the parts of those movies where you'd see Chucky running around oh, and you cool. thought, oh, that, that's probably a child. Yeah. No, that's him. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Because, yeah. <laughs> so he was in the Chucky movies. Like, yeah. It's like, I don't know if he's credited. Probably. Interesting. Yeah. No. This is uh, also the second movie of um, Linda Hamilton's filmography after Tag, the assassination game. I've never game. seen Tag. No, I've yeah, never it's okay. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so wait, Terminator is the same year as this, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's 84 as well. So she probably did that right after this. Totally. And she's fine in this. I, I didn't think it would required much yeah. of her. <laughs> she's like, she's fine. Sort of charming, mm-hmm. uh, sort of fun. But then again, hard the guy to care. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not great. Uh, like not, not he, even so much his performance, but just as a character. When I was watching the first movie with, with Emma, he, she kept saying like, if this guy would only listen to her, <laughs> like, yeah. she's like, let's get out of <laughs> yeah, here. He's like, stuff. Oh, I gotta look around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did like the part where he was like, um, urging them to go to the cops because quote, he quote unquote, he was saying things ain't happening fast enough. Yeah. And I was like, you're telling me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking movie. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Did to remind me like this one in particular of like i don't know have you ever played like the silent hill uh, games yeah oh okay sort of like silent hill but instead of fog there's corn (laughs) and instead of like skinless scary fucking demons it's just children yeah so So you know maybe all the effective (laughs) things from that (laughs) yeah yeah it's like a less effective silent hill yeah Uh, unless you're like really freaked out by (laughs) corn um okay so children of the corn one yeah yeah yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That takes us from 84 to 1992, Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. An evil from another dimension has possessed the children. She got the first to be sacrificed. It's controlling their minds and feeding their hate. They're home alone, but their parents are never coming back. Based on the story by the master of terror, Stephen King, comes the conclusion. Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice, rated R, starts Friday at theaters everywhere. Directed by David Price, who also is responsible for Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. And to die for two. <laughs> to die for two. Yeah. Wait, to Nicole Kidman. No, the, the one that we were talking about the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. vampire okay. kind of trashy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaguely remember. Yes, we we did talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so synopsis: A journalist and his son travel to Nebraska to investigate the mysterious town of Gatlin, where, unbeknownst to them, a murderous cult of children are still waiting in the cornfields. This was filmed in North Carolina, and yeah, so they're trying to basically say, okay, the first movie was an adaptation of 
the story. Let's do a sequel to the movie, and we'll so we'll have this guy and his son come because they've been, you know, the the dad is going to be an investigative journalist, and he's going to look into this town where weird things are going on, and and he's going to, you know, so we kind of pick up almost right after the first movie where, you know, there's like people coming into the town to like, you know, pull all the the people out of it that have been murdered by these kids and stuff i do like that like direct picking up after a first movie yeah i will say that and again I, this yeah. movie starts good with some like finding some corpses in the basement yeah that are, like really nasty looking it also has that like i think in my review i said it like comfy 90s horror vibe oh yeah 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 it's pretty slickly made uh, yeah yeah it's definitely uh there's a know, bit more of a pace to it yeah yeah definitely feels like the movies i was watching growing up uh like uh this came out in 92 so i was like nine definitely like childhood vibes uh this totally. kind of like slickly made early 90s horror movie for sure mm-hmm. and this is the last one that was in theaters yes yes so. At this um, point, uh, we're also already at the final sacrifice. Yeah. Children of the Corn 2, final sacrifice. Not so which, final. Which, I mean, <laughs> it's the second movie and you're calling it final? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's not very confident, is it? <laughs> I mean, like, at least Jason waited until the fourth one to do that. But it's like, okay, if you can do another one, we'll, we'll be happy. So we'll wrap final. it up. <laughs> Go yeah. see it. It's the final one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, um, you know, this movie's for me was marginally better than the first because, you know, it it has that 90s vibe and it, it does do a little bit more to try and up the kind of mayhem. So we get stuff like a woman getting shot through a window. Who, she's in a wheelchair and she gets thrown through a window into a yeah, bingo like hall. Yeah, like it, yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah, and, and yeah. I just think in general the deaths are a little bit more kind of like um, we're almost into that slasher territory now yeah, where it's like yeah, the deaths yeah. have to be you know creative and weird and like yeah. g- gruesome yeah, yeah. whereas yeah, the first movie was just them slash like killing people yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just pretty, pretty dull in the first yeah. one but yeah no i agree like it's weird though like in the end i felt like this was like the same almost the same level of not very interesting but it still feels like i should like it more i agree because of the things you just said yeah and there's some good stuff in there for sure, like here and there. But again, I guess just very hard to care about the characters. Yeah. Which is, yeah, again, the same mistake that the first one made. And all the stuff that's going on around it, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, we have a dad and his kid and they don't like each other. So there's kind of an interesting thing going on here. But then it's just like, okay, there's a kid and he's like in love with like the the local teen girl yeah. and yeah. we're going to get them hanging out. And, you know, it's going to result in one scene that's kind of funny where they're going to make out and they roll over onto a severed hand. That was kind oh, yeah, of funny. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But like there is also just a lot of them like hanging out and, you know. It, yeah, it, just it, not very well written, like the character relationships, uh, hard to care about, like not enough maybe like interpersonal drama going on to get you invested or anything like between this, the father and the son as well. It's like, yeah, it's all a little whatever on that front. Um, but mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some stuff in here about like spoiled corn with like the yeah, green yeah. toxin that all about? Yeah. They, they like they find out like oh there's people that live here that are selling corn along with the new crop to try and yeah, like yeah, save yeah. money or something and they think that has something to do with why it's all happening again yeah at that point i was like oh is, is this what we're doing now are we blaming it on like corn mold <laughs> is, is that why the children are like losing their minds yeah i mean i guess it's a part of it because but but at the same time um the the mika you know kid yeah. is possessed by a demon mm. so oh, yeah. there's also yeah. just that so i guess it's a bit of both then it, yeah it, it, it didn't feel very like clear to me <laughs> like, totally. like why put this toxic mold thing in if in the end it's just you know this child is possessed by the devil or whatever he he walks behind Behind the the cornrows yeah Yeah. (laughs) at this point i was also getting like rod and todd flanders vibes from these (laughs) movies it's all like very you know like when todd's all rebellious i don't want any damn vegetables yeah (laughs) he means corn (laughs) i don't want any of your damn corn yeah yeah also i don't know like these you know, uh, I guess they're not, not like religious in the sense that, you know, worshiping God, I guess they're like mm-hmm. Satanists, sort of like he who walks behind the rose. Like, what does that even mean? Like, it's not very defined. It's just yeah. a demon, I guess. It's pretty totally. Fake. 
Yeah. All of it. It's very big. <laughs> they never really explain it. They just keep referencing it as like, it's a thing that we uh, believe in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone knows he walks behind the rose. It's common yeah. knowledge. And, and <laughs> when you get into a franchise and things that they assume everyone knows, but you're not in on the thing again, like off the bat, that's very hard to care about. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was funny that on the DVD commentary, the director said that there was like a Christian group that were really mad. They were filming this and okay. they sent him a dead rodent. And oh, no. so that made them have to construct their own church. Cause they were like, we can't use oh, their church. Cause so we'll just have to build one. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Fucking yeah. religious people. <laughs> I know. Sorry, but I mean, it's take it funny. easy. <laughs> it's just a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then but I did see on 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 Wikipedia that Brian Yuzna's son is apparently in this movie. As who? As just one of the children of the corn. Oh, like, as just one out. of the children. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I love Brian yeah. Yuzna. Great fucking movies. Uh, totally. Yeah. Don't know about his son. Apparently he was an extra. <laughs> Plays a good corn kid. Yeah. <laughs> good like walking behind the rows and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. Speaking of, because we were talking about um, Isaac in the first one, what did you think of Micah in the second one? Um, Do you remember I, him? I remember him. I, he's more. He's almost more of a t- teenaged kid, isn't he? A little yeah, bit older. Yeah, he's definitely a teenage kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he reminded me a little of like Justin Long, like the way he yeah. looked. Very much like that. I'm. He strikes me as not as memorable as the the guy in the first movie. Yeah, I guess because of his features, they're a bit more like normal kid like. But I, I did think his like performance was pretty energetic. Like there's mm-hmm. a couple of scenes where where he's like he really going for it. Yeah. Um, which I remember the fact that mm-hmm. I just remember means that it was pretty pretty solid. Yeah. I I thought that the inclusion of him and the teenaged uh, son main character made for a little bit of a like interesting like is he going to get sucked in too because this guy yeah. is like you know he's my friend or whatever and that played well at the end when he's getting when the Mika guy's getting murdered and he's like you were my friend you got to help me and you don't know if he's gonna yeah. that that was like played well enough and his uh, his face transforms in the end yeah to, to, I, to like this demon face thing which was pretty rad that was pretty good but I I kept reading about like there's you know there's this cgi sequence in this movie or something and i th- kept thinking like man we're gonna go into like was hyperspace or something <laughs> <laughs> the way it was like described in reviews and stuff and like apparently in one of the releases they didn't have the cgi and so i was like whoa this is gonna be like a big thing and then i was like oh it's just a face <laughs> oh okay so but you had cool. like actual expectations of this yeah <laughs> i was like oh we were gonna get like a, a lawnmower man sequence or something yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah that would have been good but I mean, yeah. I wasn't expecting anything, and then his face just like uh, that was just, cool. Uh, freaks out, and yeah, that was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that in these yeah. movies, uh, even though I had already seen Part Three, but mm-hmm. still, uh, I didn't expect it. Yeah, um, I did. Speaking of Part Threes, I did yeah. uh, see that this movie. So the reason, one of the reasons this movie came about was there was this guy named Larry Cuppin. And mm-hmm. he used to work for New World. Yeah. And he picked up the filming rights um, for a for a bunch of stuff and formed an, a, a company called Transatlantic Entertainment. And, mm-hmm. and so basically what he was going to do is ex- almost exclusively at first make sequels to New World Pictures films. Yeah. So like he was like, I'm gonna, I got these rights to some of the New World films, so I'm going to make Children of the Corn 2. I'm going to make yeah. Angel 4. I'm going to make Hellraiser 3. Oh, was Angel 4 part of that thing? Uh, yeah. And so I guess like there was a bunch of movies that, that they were going to make, but the only ones that came out was Hellraiser and Corn 2 and Angel were the only ones that got made. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. kind of interesting. <laughs> Wait, Hellraiser three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the one with the CD guy. <laughs> same direct. Same director. No. Wait. Brother of Children of the Corn Tree. James Hickox. Anthony Kick- Hickox. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Totally. Family of directors. <laughs> good family. Yeah. I made some good movies. Uh, Anthony Hickox. A couple of ones that I really enjoy. And they and make some some interesting some effectsy movies. Yeah. James Hickox does hasn't done like directing wise a whole lot, but Children of the Corn Trees like. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, so let's let's talk about it. Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest, 1995. Based on the short story by Stephen King, the master of horror, the terror began in the fields. Then it grew stronger. Now, evil is about to show its face once again. 
Bill and Amanda Porter have just adopted two boys from the country. Modest dress is the surest way to a pious life. They seemed like nice boys. Let us give thanks to he who walks behind the rose. Don't worry about it. We'll get the hang of this. But the Porters have no idea <laughs> who they've just taken into their home. yourself for the third and most terrifying chapter children of the corn three urban harvest like my pa always said you reap what you sow Two brothers connected to the murderous children's cult of Gatlin, Nebraska, are taken to Chicago by an adoptive couple James Hickox of Blood Surf and Sabretooth directs and uh this was filmed in los angeles and yeah it's basically what if the children of the corn came to a big city came to the city yeah <laughs> this movie i believe as we mentioned before was one of the first ones that dimension mm -hmm, um, yeah. produced you know exclusively for home video and i believe it was also shot a little bit earlier 93 um, like in 93 yeah. yeah but um we're kind of like into the slasher we're, we're in that interesting area of the 90s where it's like we're not into the big slasher boom mm -hmm. of the later 90s but we're also like coming off of a slasher thing so you get these movies that sit in the middle area of yeah. being like a monster movie or whatever but have mm. like pretty gruesome stuff we're still getting these effects based horror movies but yeah it's just an i feel like that's an interesting time in horror. yeah it's definitely like a transitional period like slasher movies were kind of on the way out but yeah. they were still making horror movies just like trying to give a twist uh making these weird fusions of, of genres like subgenres within horror uh yeah yeah i like that stuff a lot as well like i i we talked about like 90s underrated 90s horror on kawaii trash with adam mm -hmm. uh which was a good talk and i i definitely have a huge spot for for 90s horror there's a lot of underrated yeah. things there uh i feel and i also like before i knew that this movie was made in 93 i assumed it was just like it was released in 95 i was like yeah 95 that's that's an amazing year for movies <laughs> just like a lot of great movies from 95 you got like tales from the hood yeah um, demon knight hologram man which fucking rules rumble in the bronx <laughs> super fights yeah i'm looking at my list here this man i love 1995 like for horror yeah, as well it's a good, uh, it's, yeah. it's a real like sudden spike in exploitation movies like demolition the, man 95 i feel like um <laughs> yeah that might be i know judge mm, wait demolition man might be 93 i know judge dread is 95 mm. yeah uh, you're right i, I think have a soft spot right. for that one as well uh i actually like it more than demolition <laughs> man to be honest <laughs> yeah you're right demolition man 93 yeah yeah yeah. there you go um yeah good good trash coming out in that year uh yeah it's it's, it's weird like why this sudden uptick in 95 mm -hmm. like this last yeah last know, grasp of weird yeah horror. yeah precisely like if, if if i look like at the stuff i've liked i've like marked as liked on letterbox and like i go beyond 95 it's like i don't know it's such a huge drop off it's like half <laughs> of what i've liked in 1995 uh, just in like 96 for example yeah yeah very grateful for 1995 cinema <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this movie came out in 95 and is mm. so good. It rules. Like, it rules. So, totally. like, and so the first time I watched Shockingly. this was, was a number of years ago on VHS, and I, and I was still in that area that we've talked about a lot where I thought it was really entertaining and, and was pretty gnarly, but at the same time I was like, but it's not a good movie, so I can't, it's like... it's proper cinema, so... <laughs> yeah, but I can't, like, fully put my weight behind this, and so revisiting it, I was excited because just top to bottom this movie is a banger it has so many good effects and mm -hmm. so many good ridiculous kills and <laughs> yeah. and even the plot stuff is silly like the idea that that part of this plot is about this father who's like a corn salesman yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> like he like deals exclusively in corn stock yeah <laughs> So it's not just Which like, I feel like children of the corn. Is that a joke? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like corn it's, stock. It's not just children of the corn. It's like, I don't know, like uh, businessmen of the corn. Yeah. And it's also and like <laughs> almost uh, 
the kid in this, you know, like the evil, gotta have an evil kid in the Children of the Corn movie, Eli. It's almost like he sought out this guy who produces corn and, yeah. or like, you know, imports, exports it, whatever. And, and at the first time, these two, like at this point, they're orphans. They come into this new family and the father shows them the garden. I think, I'm, I'm not sure if both the kids are there, but, but he shows Eli the garden. And like immediately Eli's like very like one track mind. So uh, I heard you grow corn. <laughs> and then later when they open uh, Eli's suitcase, it's just like corn. It's just, just yeah. a suitcase filled with corn. It's it's ex like you said, it's like almost, is this a joke now? I loved that scene where he's like, I hear that you like have something to do with corn because the dad's like, huh, corn? No, I don't know anything about corn. And then there's like a beat and he's like, <laughs> oh, uh, actually, I exclusively trade corn stocks. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. I just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You All you do is trade corn, basically, as far as we know in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love the idea of this movie being partially about, like, he's going to get the dad to distribute this, like, corn and, and make it so that all around the world people are going to have this corn that turns them into, like, you know, murderous kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> totally. I also like the part when... Um, at one point, the parents, they're arguing about the corn because, like, Eli's growing, like, corn uh, mm -hmm. next door in this, like, abandoned factory, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can hear him arguing, and he's all like, for God's sakes, Amanda, it's his hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, can you just, like, imagine the PDA meetings? Uh, so, uh, Mr. Porter, your kid, what does he do in his spare time? Oh, he grows corn in the abandoned factory mm -hmm. next to our house, you know. Oh, nice. It's That's a nice hobby. Any old hobby, you know. Some, yeah, some it grows paint, to full some... <laughs> full size in like a couple days. <laughs> uh, apparently four weeks. Oh, four weeks. Yeah, okay. it, it feels like it's just the next day and the corn's like, yeah. you know, uh, people sized. But totally. it, it, they do specify four weeks. I'm like, four that's, weeks. that's still, still seems very fast. fast uh, especially in like the city, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, the kills in this movie oh, Jesus. are unbelievable. The yes. kill where the woman trips yeah and her head gets impaled on a broken pipe yeah fuck that's fucked that that yeah. murder scene is crazy yeah yeah some other ones are like more fantastical but that one's like i don't know it's just very effectively done yeah because she it. trips and you see it and it's about to happen mm -hmm. emma and i both were like because i totally <gasps> forgot that that happened we were like no yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No! yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's sure. so good but yeah i mean you know uh effects guy on this movie screaming mad george if you know mm -hmm. effects, if you're an effects fan, you know that name. And yeah, if you're a Guyver fan. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> real. Uh, not just Guyver, like we just mentioned, uh, Brian Usna before. He worked mm -hmm. a lot with Brian Usna, and that's why his movies yeah. have amazing effects Society. as well. Um, yeah, Japanese guy. Uh, but also, like, you know, obviously those effects are amazing, but it's also just like a really well shot movie mm -hmm. compared to the previous ones. Like, even if it's direct to video, like watching my Blu-ray in like HD widescreen, I was like, mm -hmm. this is so well shot and well directed. Yeah. And it's it, it feels, again, so slick in that like early mid 90s way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just really it's, great it's stuff. It's silly in all the right ways. Yeah. It it works as entertainment. The um the pace of it is good. There's always something around the corner that's either an effect or something mm -hmm. funny or you know I I think the there's some fun involved with like these kind of kids from the country coming into the city yeah. and they go into the classroom and that stuff's yeah. all very cheesy and, <laughs> and entertaining and yeah and and you get to see the the kid rounding everybody mm -hmm. up and it and it still doesn't feel totally like he's like he's not saying stuff that you go okay i could buy that these kids are going along with this but <laughs> you do get this like sense of like okay well now they have a little hideout and all these kids are going to come hang out and start being creepy and it just <laughs> it, it works enough that like you you just go okay well he's just rounding them up yeah i mean the, the tone is just right for it as well for this type of movie and this type of story and the way it's uh, it progresses uh yeah like, it's not necessarily that you're more involved but the whole tone by making it a little bit more slightly goofy and a mm -hmm. bit exaggerated even it's, it's yeah. why everything has just way more impact i also just yeah. prefer the whole angle of the children of the corn being the main characters instead of like okay so like eli is the antagonist but mm -hmm. it's all either from eli or joshua uh the older brother's 
point of view, yeah. which worked so much better. Totally. Mm-hmm. And it works well because they have Joshua be actually adopted. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. then now there's drama of like, okay, Joshua is coming to realize what Eli actually is. And now he's going to have to be involved with, with ending the movie and taking him down. And so yeah. it becomes like, just, just, it's just enough. Like, again, it's not the most dramatic thing in the world, but it just gives you enough of something to follow the movie through in it. So when somebody isn't getting a pipe shoved through their head, you're like, <laughs> okay, at least I know what I'm like, at least there's something here. They almost have that in the second one with the, with the dad being an investigative guy and yeah, the kid, yeah. but it, they just don't do anything yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, this movie, it's just also, it's consistent. Like, yeah. where the other uh, the other ones had just, like, a huge slump, this doesn't really... Like, there's always something lurking around the corner, like you said, either yeah. an effect or it's like, I don't know, it's just well something made. Something funnier. Yeah, someone's going to crack their head open and bugs are going to come out. Yeah, fucking hell. That's, that like, was that's awesome. so classic screaming mad George, like, bringing bugs Ugh. into the mix. Like, he, yeah. he, he knows what's scary. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. Stephen King. Screaming, screaming mad George, like, visually, <laughs> he really knows what yeah. works. Uh, even even when we get the huge monster and it's like cheesy looking, yeah. it still rules. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I remember like the first time watching it and that happens and yeah. man, like I had no recollection of the original Children of the Corn movies, but mm-hmm. I did have this like impression of Children of the Corn being like a pretty tame series. Mm-hmm. So my expectations were low, but yeah. then you're watching the movie and you're like, all right, all right. So this is all <laughs> solid. And then it just like literally hell breaks loose at the end mm-hmm. with that monster and you're like oh man this is such a treat that's, yeah. that's like how movies should end you know <laughs> yeah it gives you them an excuse to have all these insert shots of people getting eviscerated in different ways yeah 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 <laughs> and even like uh, little plastic dolls being used yeah for people which I thought was really fun <laughs> yeah when it picks her up and yeah. just a little doll in his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I love that shit like I mean that's great like it's all obviously fake just lean into that. Don't mm-hmm. don't go for realism. That's fucking boring. Like I don't know. Uh, I just want to see fun stuff. And this movie has tons of it. I mean, mm-hmm. people being turned into like human scarecrows. Guy like a spine being ripped out. Oh, that was yeah. Oh fucking hell, that kill is so gnarly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Well right done. at the beginning, when the guy gets put in and turned into a thing, yeah. uh, a scarecrow, and you see his arms rip off, and you and it's like they don't show a ton of it, but you're like just enough. Okay, yeah, we're we're gonna get going in this movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just when a movie starts like that, you're already like, okay, my guard is down. Just yeah, fuck me up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you haven't seen children of the corn three urban harvest you know make it a halloween special this is something that it's been a few years since i saw it last but i probably won't wait that long to, to watch it again it's a fun one to check in on yeah i'm, I'm also like very glad that I, that I own it on blu-ray like when i first watched mm-hmm. it i was like I, I probably got it for cheap uh but now i'm like actually glad i own it like re-watching it yeah i don't know it was kind of a different experience like the first one because i don't know like my guard was maybe a little up because i was expecting a tame movie and this time I knew it was good. So I just was able to shake that off and just enjoy it like all the way through. And I was like, man, it's, it's, it's crazy that this movie exists in this franchise, which no one expects that. And that's probably why <laughs> they don't give it a shot. But I yeah. mean, we're here to tell you, watch fucking Children of the Corn Tree because it's, it's rules. It's good. Mm-hmm. Really strange on my 88 films blu-ray there's an extra which is like the alternate ending okay so it's like a 10 minute scene this alternate ending on the blu-ray and it starts just as joshua comes back from retrieving the bible that's a part of eli Mm. basically which i also thought was like a pretty cool addition to the children of the corn lore yeah like they try to do some fun stuff with that like he can't he kept the bible away from him because it's part of him and so you know he he can always basically revive if that part of him is in another place that's unharmed yeah but yeah at that point when joshua confronts eli that's when the alternate ending starts and it's like 10 minutes until the end but i could not notice anything different maybe like one angle was different from a different shot oh but i could barely tell what was different interesting so i don't know like if anyone if anyone knows you know there's there's very little on this blu-ray it's like the main feature there's that thing i mentioned about the the interview with the director from the reboot yeah then there's like setup and then there's the alternate ending <laughs> hmm. which is like is this an alternate ending barely <laughs> it's weird but yeah interesting yeah 
Yeah, maybe it was just a little bit gorier or like maybe they like pulled some gore out or something like and that's why it's alternate because they made cuts and then they put it back in. I, I mean, there's probably something in there that's different, but honestly, barely like, I don't know, like from making me rewatch a 10 minute scene I just watched where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like 2% different yeah that's a bit weird is the 88 film thing that you have Mm -hmm. um all three movies no it's just a third one i know okay they have all three yeah i'm pretty sure but i just have the third one just like a single (laughs) release okay i don't know if they have like an actual set or anything Yeah, you don't need the other one (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah i just have three speaking Mm -hmm. of don't need it (laughs) that's a little harsh but children of the corn the gathering 1996 From the world of Stephen King comes the darkest mystery of the year. You and I both know there's nothing to be afraid of, right? I'm not afraid of anything. Of an evil set upon a small Midwestern town. Grace, I'm hot. It did something to him, the fever. And a young medical student who must solve its mysteries. Whatever happened to my boy, it's going to happen to him. secret of the force behind the terror will be revealed. I've come for the children. Children of the Corn 4, The Gathering. A medical student returns to her hometown in Nebraska where she finds the children to be falling under a mysterious mass illness connected to the town's past, directed by Greg Spence of The Prophecy 2 and starring Naomi Watts and Karen Black, filmed in Texas and California. And this is a movie that says, hey, the third movie had a great ending where, you know, a bunch of the infected corn got sent out and now there may be, you know, monster corn monsters around the world and actually interesting things could be (laughs) happening. But we'll throw that out the window. (laughs) And go back to what we were doing before, basically. Yeah. And go back to being a middling, okay, not too great, but not the worst movie ever. Has a couple murder scenes, but other than that, (laughs) kind of movie. Yeah. Other than that, it's definitely a Children of the Corn movie. Oh, I was so disappointed. Yeah. I knew that they weren't going to because I knew that the trajectory of the series didn't, the third one didn't have anything to do with it. But I was still very like... You had something. Yeah, exactly. You had something. And then you just, I don't know, like, was Tree a failure? Or just, it's probably just like this lightning in a bottle situation where they caught it once and then it got away and they're back to doing. Yeah. I, I have to imagine they just like, you know, gave the movie to a director and a writer who decided like, we're going to do our own thing. Yeah. I honestly, after watching the movie, it, it almost feels stuck between people that are trying to say no we need to be ridiculous and have and have kind of outrageous kills Mm -hmm. and maybe some other people saying like no we can do like a movie you know this is going to be about an outbreak it's going to be you know we're going to have like medical drama we're going to have like a a mom played by karen black who's dealing with like agoraphobia like we're going to actually try and be a horror movie that has something to, to to get at and it's like the movie just ends up being a bunch of people throwing everything at the wall, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, there's stuff in the movie that is kind of entertaining. Like, the murders are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, they're pretty gory. They're, yeah. But, you know, there's just all this stuff about the... And I, honestly, actually, the kids in this movie, so they all start getting flu, like, and they all start seeming to be weird, and there's They've been this going idea to too that... many gatherings. Yeah. <laughs> like it says in the title, Children of the Corn 4, The Gathering. That shit's scary Children's in 2020. She... Oh, my God. They should have been Children of the Corn, the distancing. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Yeah. (laughs) Keep away. (laughs) No indoor gatherings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But the idea of them, you know, being sort of turned into the Children of the Corn from beyond almost through through this idea, it's almost, and it's, again, it's just so much. So you have this idea of the kids are, are... 
turning into evil kids and and they're showing it through being sick and okay that's interesting we can investigate that Mm -hmm. but then on top of that you throw like actually it's a freddy krueger ass situation where this kid was murdered and now he's coming back and it's just like and also there's a a woman coming home and and you know her mom she's dealing with this issue and she's also a doctor and so she's also looking into the blood and it's just like again and again uh, and 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 yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know and, like and, and, p- pick a lane no, like it doesn't add up to anything like it's it it's way less than the equation you know it's just yeah some of but the it's things. but it's weird because when it first started i was like okay they're trying to direct this a little bit mm-hmm. like yeah it it's like almost good but not <laughs> yeah it's, you know that's almost worse you know when the movie is almost good it's like ugh, this is <laughs> so i will say i laughed really really hard at one of the first murders in the movie which is this guy in a barn and he drops his alcohol yeah and it goes underneath this like spike machine thing yeah i remember and so he decides he's gonna crawl under the spike machine but it keeps pulling back to this wide shot where it's like there's just a barrel there that you could step over <laughs> like <laughs> to notice d- that. they make a big deal out of like he's reaching oh he's got to oh, reach reaching for this alcohol right. <laughs> yeah they're just like dude you can walk there <laughs> 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 don't get under the murder machine and then oops actually he gets murdered by like i guess the people that own this barn hang all of their machetes up <laughs> yeah yeah keep them up there to dry when they've been yeah. like cutting water <laughs> gotta dry the the machete off it just came out of the washing machine yeah it gets rusty otherwise <laughs> i mean you gotta put it up <laughs> yeah but then like he, you know, all this stuff falls on him and it's pretty sweet and his head gets chopped off yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, every once in a while a good yeah, murder happens. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much all you can really say about this movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a skip. Uh, it, d- during the movie, even my mind was just skipping to other places. I'm like, this is yeah, yeah. I was uh, you're always hoping for like a secret discovery, like oh, actually this is good, but mm, yeah, it, just, it to me it's like right on the level with one and two and maybe because the stuff that's around it is so you know so not well executed maybe it's even less a little bit than two but it yeah like there's a scene where a guy gets chopped in half that's pretty good Mm -hmm. yeah that was a good one you know the ending is actually such a letdown because the they they find out that you know their weakness is mercury Mm. um because the main kid was murdered through mercury poisoning or whatever and so naomi watts is going to murder him with this mercury water and so she shoots him with the mercury water and he starts to like you know goo up real good yeah that's good and i was like oh this is going to be sick yeah and then she looks at him and she's like i hope you can swim and i'm like oh man here we go this dude's gonna explode or something (laughs) and she just pushes him into some water and that was the end yeah yeah (laughs) Like like I thought like the the face melting was building us up to like mm-hmm. his head's going to blow up or he's going to fall in the water and there'll be a geyser of blood. Yeah, <laughs> it was I, just I guess like they just glug, 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 didn't glug, have glug. the people like technically to uh you know <laughs> escalate that situation. You have yeah. to assume which that's too bad. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. There was one It's a part at the beginning yeah. though. I was kind of it made me laugh, but it also made me kind of uncomfortable. So at the very start of the movie, Karen Black, she like welcomes a child into her home. Mm-hmm. Like there's something wrong with the child. I don't know. It was panicking or whatever. I've, I've already yeah. forgotten most of this movie. And and she <laughs> says like, oh my God, you're hot. But it didn't, oh, yeah. it didn't seem like she was touching him, which is good. But that also made it weirder. I'm like, yeah. What do you the mean? The kid was hot. super are, sweaty. Are, are you like into him? Because <laughs> the it, kid was super sweaty, though. Oh yeah. Wasn't there was he? a lot of like insert shots of like the like blood dripping down, like not blood, but sweat dripping down. And then she she did give him a uh, a therm thermos thermometer also. Oh okay. I guess I. But I do. I know you mean. <laughs> it's, it sounded weird, like the way she said that line as well. Like, oh my god, yeah. you're hot. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is a kid. Back off, Karen Black. <laughs> that's funny. That's, it's that's... kind of a bummer of Karen Black because she's she's giving it what she can in this role, and mm-hmm. I do feel like it. I do feel her struggling with like be not being able to go outside and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there's 
something there and she's trying to get at it, but the movie doesn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if the movie doesn't care, why, why should we, you know, you can feel that when a movie doesn't care. Yeah. You just feel like, oh, you're, you're giving it your all and it, and you're, and nobody else cares. I feel like it felt bad. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe the, ne- maybe the next ones will be. Maybe. Something. That's all of them for yeah, today yeah. though. Phew. What a journey. <laughs> I mean, let's, yeah. yeah. So we, w- one out of four ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're ending on. One out of four ain't bad. Yeah. So we're going to have to do another episode, which I think could be uh, Fields of Terror from 98, Isaac's Return from 99, Revelation from 2001, and then we could either include the remake or the or just um, leave it at those film three? Genesis. Well, I mean, we might have to do a third episode then and do... No. <laughs> we gotta. How many movies are left? There's like six at this point. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. So are we actually going to do like six movies for one episode? Maybe we, we might have to because they're so. St- I mean, if we if we don't say a lot about them. We might have to because they're <laughs> they're probably going to be shitty. Let's be honest. And the shittier they get, the less they'll be able will be able to say about them. So it makes maybe sense to just like plow through and do all six. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll wait. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait until like yeah. December let's, or let's do other January. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. The most recent one is directed by the guy who did Feast, Feast 2, Feast 3. I haven't seen Piranha those. 3 Double D. Are, are those... I didn't I didn't like Feast. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, giving me a lot of confidence excited. In, in the director of Feast here. <laughs> well, that's it. Sure those is. are our thoughts on those four movies. Um, make sure that you go to backdashrow.com and see what else is going on there. Subscribe to the podcast feed if you want more stuff like this and Hoser Horror. And uh, Carlo, where can people find you? Um, on Letterboxd, uh, Carlo Goes Boom. Yeah, Just type it. it in. Word. Word. And I am YCKMD underscore on Letterbox and Twitter. But yeah, backdashroad.com is where you want to go. Hmm. For now, stay corny and keep walking behind those rows, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's good. I'm yeah. gonna